Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. On this week's episode, I am joined by the absolutely incredible, the incomparable Mr. Stefan West. Hello, sir. Hello, Greg. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So tell me, <laughs> what what is what is out from you right now that we should all be listening to? So at the moment, I uh, have just recently released uh, a brand new single. It's called Take What You Need. And it's um, the first single coming off uh, an album, which will be coming out in the new year. So it's the first little taste of of my full-length debut album, which is uh, amazing. And I'm really, really stoked to, uh, yeah, have have to have gotten that fir- first track out. <laughs> It's um it's it's a fantastic track by the way so congratulations on that. Thank you very much. So if you if you had to describe I uh, take what you need using only one word what would that word be? Oh, one word would be I think it would have to be energetic. Like the the drums are like a kick in the face in the first 3 seconds and it sort of carries the whole way through. Um it's, this is a bit of a sidebar, but my dad's actually playing playing trumpet in the in the chorus. So 
as as I thought, yeah, it's amazing. I never thought that we'd ever play on anything together. And um, coming into leading leading into um, recording this album, one of my big, I suppose, wants or desires for for the album was to just build foster a greater connection with my dad because he's the reason why I play music and he's um he's done so much for me. And I said to him, I was like, would you play trumpet on this thing? And um, he was like, absolutely. Um, I grew up watching him play in all the like the marching bands and things like that. And he played with his dad and his brother. Um, so yeah, the reason why that popped into my head, because I thought of energetic and then I thought of like a drum roll at the start and then Shembri playing guitar, then it builds up into that first chorus and the horns just kind of add another layer to it. So yeah, that would definitely be be the word that comes to mind first. That's cool as fuck. I love that. Yeah, yeah dude, it's sick. Um, <laughs> I said to Dad the other, I got I got the whole the masters for the whole album back um, last week, and he's a, he's a funny funny man. I said, "How'd you go?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's a pretty good album." I was tell you what's great though, those tracks with the the, the horns on it. It's <laughs> <was> like shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's never never even considered playing on something together let alone it kind of coming out i think what is there one two i think there's either three or four tracks i should know this off the top of my head i think there's three songs that he's playing on um it makes it just makes me smile every time i hear it and then and then when it came out i was like can you believe there's a song released that the two of us are playing on and he's like i actually can't no no (laughs) it's really cool so who is an artist that if they dropped into this Zoom right now and said, Stefan, you've got to come on tour with me right this minute, who who are you jumping out of this meeting for? So I, the, the first and only band that came to my, <laughs> my childhood, like here, Blink-182 have been like my favorite band for my entire life. Although this song doesn't, like, I think there's definitely elements of, of that style of music. I don't think there's... My melodies, I don't think there ever won't be. But, um, yeah, they're like, first concert I ever saw, um, going to see them again in the new year and just, yeah, that would be, like, the the biggest one for sure. If uh, you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? So I think... I think this is probably, you'd be able to shed light on this for me, but I think this is probably more of an Australian thing. But, and it's not even so much the music industry as such, but I think just more, I know for us here, like entertainment just isn't as big as what it is, or maybe isn't regarded as highly as what it is overseas in Australia I think maybe just the country size I think we have some of the best artists and some of my favorite artists are Australian like we have a great music industry here but growing up it was never like shown the size of it and it was never sort of shown as like real viable options for for people through school like we have great music programs and things like that but I think as I've gotten older and I've been in the music industry and I've played in different parts of it and I've started to really see, I was just like, this isn't held highly enough here or it isn't valuable enough. Maybe, and again, I think it's just an Australian thing and maybe on the size of the country, but I I 
I um would love to see that like maybe what more well known over here and more well regarded throughout all of the years of schooling and and even into adulthood as well um because yeah it's something like the size of the music industry even in even here it blows my mind all the different like job opportunities and all the different um things that you can do within it and it was something that wasn't shown to me as a kid you know so i i would love for that to be more front and center for for people coming through to understand how fucking amazing it really is you know that would definitely yeah. be the the one thing i think um for at least in in the u.s it's it's not really seen as like a viable career. Uh, most of yeah. most of the people that I talk to, um, they always talk about how when they said they wanted to pursue music full time, everyone they talked to was like, well, what's your backup plan? Yeah, so it's very similar there as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's what it's like here, definitely. And it's the the further I get in, the, the more that I do and the more different types of gigs I play. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? You can play anywhere on anything. Sure, you've got to probably have uh, to be able to make it a, a real viable option. You definitely need to maybe be able to sift through and, and understand what you really want to do and, and be able to see what opportunities are best. But... It um, I was like, what are they talking about? There is so much opportunity <laughs> here, as much as any other job, you know. And I think um, and maybe that's something that's that's becoming more and more prevalent as the years go on, and the industries get bigger, and there's with all content creation and all different things like that, and people can do more things themselves. But I'd love to see that conversation change a bit and be able to, because I think. One of the biggest things that kills artists is the it's that staying in survival mode. It's like how are you supposed to be in creation if you're always in survival, and how are you meant to be in creation if that survival instinct or that survival um, belief system is ingrained as from when you're a child because of all those conversations that people have had with you? I think it'd produce. I think the like the that overcoming adversity that comes with having those conversations and being like, you know what, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. I think that's like a really positive thing to be able to say and do that. But I think the other side is just as powerful as well to be able to be like, oh no, it's all gravy. Like it's all good. We're going to work through it. And there's so much opportunity and to not have that like ingrained yeah, belief system I think would be a really beautiful place for artists to be able to to be able to step in and go, yeah, it's challenging, but so's like every other fucking job, you know. <laughs> everything's challenge. Everything's as hard as the next thing. It's like just choosing what you're willing to kind of um, fight for, I suppose, for sure. What what's a venue that you'd give anything to play? Like, what's the dream venue for Stefan West? Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, like and it all, like I saw so many international artists there when I was a when I was a kid. The other one would be a Festival Hall. I saw probably more artists there. Um, a really large church bought that 
over here. Um, so I don't think they're doing any gigs in there anymore. It was like, it was really funny because it was this really, really grungy. Um, I think back in the like 70s and 80s, they used to have a lot of boxing matches in there. And then it became just this, it's the first time I ever saw Blink was there. I saw The Living End there. I saw You Found Glory there. I saw Panic at the Disco there. I saw like um, heaps of bands. Who else do I see there? Anyway, it's like this really grungy venue. And then um, it was going to go to developers, I think, and then Hillsong Church bought it. So it's amazing that it stayed as like a, a venue as such for people to be able to go to. But um, yeah, definitely Rod Laver Arena. I've, every time I've driven past it, I'm like, fuck, all I want to do is play in that place. <laughs> it's huge, but fuck, I'm going to get there and do it for sure. What do you think? is your worst habit during the songwriting process just thinking songs suck (laughs) like i think that's my worst habit by far like the amount of and like it can be so fleeting of just like getting into that there'll be days when i don't and i get into like a full flow and a lot of the times with songwriting i'll just keep fucking around with the chord progression and singing maybe a line, maybe there's one lyric that I like and then that'll turn into a chorus and I'll sing the chorus and I might sing five verses, you know, the recording might go for 10 minutes and always just trying to elaborate more and more on ideas. That'll happen or I'll sing for like a minute and a half or two and if I'm using that same method and they'll just, for whatever reason, whether I'm tired, whether it's been a challenging week, whether I'm just not feeling very good, There'll just be this little voice in my head going, you suck, man. (laughs) Like, this isn't very good. And I'll stop. And it might, three minutes might pass and I'll listen again. Or, I mean, a month will pass and I'll listen to it. And I'll be like, I remember saying this sucked. This is really cool. Like, this is a good idea. Like, it's not crap. It's just like your mental state on that day wasn't very good. So I think, like, being to, to maybe be more open-minded in that scenario or like give myself just a little more slack would be to learn how to maybe explore those ideas, even when that voice is really loud. And then the other side of that, maybe that's just a part of it too, you know, I don't know, but that would definitely be my worst habit. My my first thing was like, Oh, it's that you don't finish songs. It's like, no, no, no. I finish them when it's time to finish them. It's like that, that voice is the thing that, that I think gives me the most grief throughout the process, for sure. How would you describe your music using only colors and shapes? Okay, so this is how I decide what songs go to, literally how I decide what songs go together. So there's different, like for Take What You Need, it's like baby blues, light greens, um, Real like electronic shapes. And what I mean, not like not like um geometry or anything like that. More like think like Super Mario Kart, like or like Mario, um, like almost like a cartoon. So it's like real summer vibes, real light. And then when it comes to like track listing an album, I want to try and keep those together. Or if I'm changing it, it would go to another song on the album called Used to Love, which is like purple and black. And rather than those beautiful um cartoony shapes it's more like shadowed and more um more the lines are like a little bit disjointed and almost faded so i think for me it it depends on it it just depends on the song but that's sort of the thing in my head 
when I paint a picture with lyrics and then the music, it, it depends what's first. Like if the music's first and I'm like, oh my God, this is the start of those colors. And then the, the lyrics might add another um, element to that. But that's the thing that sort of, um, I'm really interested by this because that's sort of the thing that it doesn't dictate the songwriting, but it it's like a really big part of the songwriting for me. So your, my answer would be that it's it's a little bit different for every song. Um, and even across the album, it's quite different for each song. Um, yeah, that would have to be the answer. <laughs> I thought I was going to elaborate further, but I was like, no, 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 that's it. <laughs> that's perfect. That was fantastic. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Artist. I wouldn't have known the difference for ages if I'm honest with you. And then um probably the last two years gigging a lot and meeting entertainers and meeting and then being like, oh, I should be thinking more about uh the crowd throughout my set, or I should be thinking more about this, that, or the other, and then just realizing that I do in my own way and that it's not a matter of molding to fit either thing. It's just, they're two completely different things. And I didn't really understand that for a long time. If I'm honest, I thought it was the same thing. So definitely, definitely artist for sure. Is, is there a moment in your career that you're most proud of right now? like finishing this album. Like if I'm honest, this album's nearly fucking broken me into a million pieces. But yeah, I, um, like I was saying to you before, uh, like I was saying earlier, um, just the simple fact of having like dad play on this theme, um, me and my best mate, Shembri, like he's, he's playing all the guitars that you can hear, like all the guitar riffs and everything. So we, I wrote the songs and we got together and, He's written like the second guitar, third guitar, fourth guitar, lead guitar, bass, and everything throughout. Um, my producer, Chris, like basically what I'm trying to say is like the collaboration of all of us coming together. I've had done a lot of different projects in the past. Some of them were really cool and we played some great gigs, but I never had like just pure like uh, what is the word like camaraderie had the freedom for myself you know I've never experienced this with other people before I've never been more proud of songs before I've never been more excited to release them um and then yeah I've, throughout the process I've gotten so much been able to connect so much more with my dad and and really with my whole family so I definitely say yeah this 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 time period now and i mean i've still got work to do <laughs> to get this thing out Fuck. <laughs> still got a bit of work left to do a lot of work left to do but um yeah just getting the masters back last week i was like i can't believe we did this oh my god <laughs> it's definitely the most proud for sure <laughs> tell me about the moment you decided you wanted to pursue music so Really, it would have to be, so I started playing piano in primary school and then I wanted to play trumpet like my dad. So I went and joined this, um, it's called Geelong College Concert Band. 
and um, I played trumpet. Was, I think it was like a 20, must have been 30 or even 40 piece orchestra. It was huge. And I, every time we played, I just stared at the bass and the drummer. I was just like, I want to do that. Like, that's all I want to do. Like, I want to play bass or drums. Like, and I love, like I said, like I love Blink. I love Sum 41. I loved all those like 90s, early 2000s um, or really 90s um, pop, pop punk bands. And it was like around that time period, get just getting into playing more of that music. Like I got a bass guitar, my sister got a guitar and my brother got a drum kit. And I reckon within 18 months, I had all of the instruments with me. <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> trying to play all of it. But I don't think that ever left. Like, I think it's from then, like, definitely in my later teens, like, I screwed around a lot and, you know, made a lot of questionable decisions as everybody does and which kind of took me further away from myself more than anything. But it was always coming back to that and it always comes like that moment is just ingrained in my mind. And I I don't really remember anything from those years, but I remember what that bass player looked like. I remember what the room was. I remember where I was sitting. I remember everything. And I was just like, that's what I want to do. I want to do what those guys are doing. You know, I want to play music and I want to, um, and I think because I was listening to to the bands, it's like I want to, that's, I want to play that music, you know? And I mean, that has evolved as I've gotten older and things have changed as far as my tastes have just, has, has widened quite dramatically as I think everybody's does. But that same feeling has, has never, never changed. So if you could go back in time and start your career over from like minute one, would you so do anything differently? Where it's like, would you do anything differently? Like, I would have to do my entire life differently. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I even entertain that, because I think for me, um, the pursuit of music really has just been the exactly the same as the pursuit of getting to know myself and my own pursuit of peace and and what it means to be Stefan living in this body. So I don't think so. Like the, the straight and simple answer, which I always come to is no, I wouldn't do a thing differently. Um, it would have been lovely to, to never put down the piano or it would have been lovely to keep playing all of the instruments together. But if I did, it wouldn't have been me. Like I'm kind of a maniac, you know, I look really, sp like if somebody had, a, I always say if somebody had a camera at the corner of my office and watched me for a day, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing in there? But it, like, <laughs> it makes sense to me. And I think that's the same as my whole life. Like it looks kind of a little bit maybe manic from the outside looking in and it doesn't really make sense, but it makes sense to me. And I think the pursuit of this career in music as like I know some of my mates that play with me before have just been like, what the fuck? Is, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? <laughs> and then it always reaches points where like the ones that are closest to me are like, oh, I get it now. And it's like, yeah, I know. I look like a crazy person, but just let me try this way because I can't do it the other way. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a single thing.
what are you most creative I'm not trying to be <laughs> yeah I that think, is fair like, i think there is definitely something to be said for showing up every single day and being consistent and i think um showing up every day in your own way um to to get reps in to be able to like whether it be uh, getting better at forming sentence like rhyming sentences together or verses or choruses together or whether it be just getting better at whatever your instrument is I think that's very important I think for creativity like like this song I literally wrote take what you need climbing up and down a ladder whilst I was being a plumber like four years ago you know like and I don't I remember the job that I was on. And this used to be when I used to work in trades, I would, on the days that I wasn't working, I would just do what I just said, sit at home, write all day, do everything. And then I used to love going to work so much because I would put my headphones, earphones in and um, I'd play those voice memos and I'd finish the songs while I'm walking around doing whatever I'm doing. And it wouldn't, excuse me, a lot of the times it wouldn't be because I was forcing to do it. It was just because, oh, my God, I love this idea and I want to hear it. And then because I'm occupied with something else completely different, it like gives you the space and the freedom to get out of your own way. I think the same thing happens from going for long. Like I go for long nature walks and there's near an hour away from where I live, this beautiful um, rainforest and um, like lots of waterfalls, lots of trails, beautiful coastline. Great Ocean Road's really close to here. Um, so... I go and do all that sort of stuff, but the ideas always come. I used to hate it. Um, shouldn't say that, but I did. Um, I used to teach yoga and Pilates and I was managing this studio an hour away from here in Melbourne. And um, I did this, it was a Vedic meditation course called One Giant Mind. So meditate, I still do it to this day, 22 minutes twice a day. And it was this time when I was writing just heaps because I was teaching. I'd, I'd stopped gigging with my old band and, I was just writing, writing, writing. And then I'd go meditate and 10 minutes in, I'd get a song idea and I'd feel like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be consistent with this. You've got to go, you've got to go, we've got to wait. We've got to wait. And then I'd be like, oh, are you just going to, are you just going to sing this song in your head for the next 10 minutes? Because that kind of defeats the pers- purpose of using a mantra. And I remember there was one day, because I had a very hard rule with meditating. I was like, look, just, just, you just got to try, you just, gotta just stick to the time if this is a thing they've done for thousands of years there's got to be like stick to the time and see how you go right and um yeah i remember this one day i was like no this song idea is too good and paused and like sung it and um yeah so it's it's always the the yeah the times when you're not trying (laughs) times when you're not trying to be creative i think (laughs) for sure So if I if this interview suddenly turned into like a tiny desk concert yes. type thing, uh, where does take what you need fall in the set list? I think it's got to be first or last for sure. I don't know that this song. I, I've I've always just felt like it's like it's the first single because it just felt like an open. I wasn't going to put it on the album. I was like, yeah, it's all right. I don't even know if it's a good song, and then. We recorded, I actually recorded it in the wrong key. 
<laughs> I didn't realize till I went to sing it. And I was like, it's actually in the perfect key for my voice. So I'm glad, glad it is where it is. Um, but yeah, I think first or last, last B, because it's I, like out of the music that I've released in the last time I released was three years ago. So it's definitely the best. I feel like it's the best song that I currently have out. So that would be making me feel like told at the end. But once everything continues, it's an opener for sure. Big kick in the face to open the doors. I think definitely. <laughs> what advice do you have for the next generation of artists? Um, I think it would have to be, I think this is for everything to be honest, but I think work as hard, if not harder on yourself than you do on your craft and everything. Cause I think it's so entwined and I think so much, um, I think the more space that you create within yourself, the more, I'll use the word opportunities, the more opportunities come up. And I don't just mean like people offering you things. I mean, opportunities to learn. I think things just show up when you have the space for them to show up, whether it be learning a new guitar lick or whether it be learning new chord progressions or things just clicking in your body when you body with, whether it be singing or, or playing or whatever it is. But if there's no space for those things to come in, like they're just not going to show up. And that's why I sort of said earlier about would you change anything? Like it's those two things, like the pursuit of your career or the pursuit of the things that you love and the, the pursuit of your own peace and 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 learning who you are or, or relearning who you are are just the, they're exactly the same thing to me. And they're so entwined. And I think I try that and I still forget like all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, that showed up to me. I'm like, of course it would, because you've created the space for, for the, for the, for it to come into your life or you've created the space for you to be able to get that thing that you've never understood, you know? Yeah. So if there were 25 hours in a day, what would you do with that extra hour? Far out of luck, that extra hour right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me right now, it would be, it would be more writing. I think I, um, I've been so busy finishing the album and, and gigging and, doing all of that type of stuff that it um yeah i've just been craving the the extra time to sit down and 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 do a little bit more writing so i definitely think at the moment that would be that would be my go-to i think if you asked me in a month it'd be probably a little bit different and i think it'd always probably be different but for right now <laughs> definitely just to have like uninterrupted time to to sit down and explore a little more what do you want people to get from like, your music 
it's that sense of like exploration and that sense like that that muscle of like questioning and whether it be external to yourself or 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 more really questioning within yourself i think this whole the what, what i kind of realized coming into to to going over this this last this first single is all this is really all about is self exploration and just like for me seeing my downfalls you know seeing the things that i do really well and seeing the things that i have challenges with the things that i fucked up royally and the things that i've um started to do really well over and over again and 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 i've written about that and i've and i think the thing that i love about music and especially writing lyrics is the ability of like you could say something in a sentence but if you like if it's like rhymed it's almost like this spiral coming right in into you especially when when the music's surrounding it and it's and it's you know all the same colors and all the same shapes and it's it's coming in at you and you 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 you're having that like emotional response whilst you're hearing it i think it's like the perfect um perfect storm for that for that exploration and for that you know it might just be doesn't mean that every song you hear you have to question everything of your life but if you're feeling sad you get to explore explore what that is or and you know that exploration might literally just be sitting and listening to it and be like fuck this sucks you know <laughs> i don't feel good and the opposite to that it might be having a really great evening with your friends and and listening to listening to and that could be the exploration or the flip side of that could be sitting down and literally being like i've never can not i've never considered that as far, like but allowing that question to land in your own mind and be like fuck that does relate to me because of this and i didn't understand it until now and not because the answer was in the song because the answer was in myself and i just because i heard it through songs and through an external source i gave myself permission or something but i it's one of the things i love most about music to be able to just get lost in it and and yeah for it to relate to what's happening or or for it to me to just explore the day outside whilst creating an alternative universe whilst i listen you know and it's something that i want to keep kind of pushing in my own songwriting and as i i change and choose different topics and and show up so yeah i think that would be that would be the the main thing and just if you like it listen to it like that's amazing to me i couldn't believe releasing this song and and hearing um it was, I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this so many times and I wrote it so long ago. I'm like, you like it? <laughs> cool. Fuck yeah. Sick. Me too. <laughs> I'm glad you do, you know? <laughs> oh. So I tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on uh, Take What You Need and any of so, your other yeah, music. So Take What You Need is out on all the streaming platforms. So wherever you, you listen to your music, you can check it out. I also have some music. Like I said earlier, it's uh, released an EP with Shembri, who's who you can hear playing guitar on this song. Um, 
about three years ago and 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 there's th- and there's a few other tracks on there from there too so yeah check it out there you can check me out on all the social media platforms um yeah new music's coming out really soon and then yeah the albums in the new year so there, there's 16 tracks on that and there's so many different across yeah the 16 tracks have nearly killed me if i'm if i'm honest with you <laughs> <laughs> but we're so close <laughs> so close so yeah it's um yeah across wherever you would normally grab and and grab uh your music from and yeah keep if you do enjoy it keep posted because there's so many so much more coming really really soon well thank you so much for taking a, a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about your music i have i have enjoyed thank this you so much so very much. like man i just appreciate it's so much you having me on here and yeah i've really enjoyed it too like i've loved chatting to you and yeah i can't can't wait to um get this thing out and 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 have a listen for sure <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifemixtape.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rodwarton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>